0: guess the last thing said before the microphones are officially turned on is are you gonna do an intro and this is the intro and we're we're actually out in the garage and this is gonna be fun because it's been raining off and on we decided to leave the garage door open so I'm not really sure what kind of weather we're gonna get I think I think we have a couple hour break here before it's supposed to rain again
1: you already got mad at me for riding your electric scooter in the rain
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah those things are expensive but they're a lot of fun we actually went on a scooter ride last night the kids together, hanging out, and uh, we're with Michael Campbell, who has helped me behind the scenes with this podcast, what, months ago? Yeah. I mean, at this point, people listening to it, we don't know when they're listening, so I guess what I should say is we were working on it about six months before right now, which is when we're recording this in uh, September, right? It's still September of 2019. I'm buying
1: stock in Garage Talk. I was an early investor.
0: Yeah, early investor, early helper, as I was trying to find my way through the ins and outs of what exactly to do to get this thing going, which I'm still not sure if I quite know, but I think we figured out enough to actually get it up on the internet.
1: I mean, you got further than I could.
0: Well, as far as getting the podcast up,
1: Yeah. I was struggling just trying to make small changes to your logo. (laughs)
0: Well, we didn't have a square logo. That was the problem. And especially when you're getting into podcasting, you don't know anything about it. Other than the fact that you know how to listen to a podcast, then you try and put it together and there's all these different things you have to do. One of them is have a square logo of a certain size and shout out to David Southern Oregon signs and his crew for putting my logo together. But we were trying to manipulate it and we spent hours fiddling around with it. And finally it's like, why don't we just let the professionals take care Mm -hmm. of this? And because we were trying to get it done in a short period of time, which I don't know why, because that was six months ago. At that point, obviously very motivated, but didn't know what I was getting into. A lot of things have changed since then. Uh, So anyway, so we're here. There's some geese. Oh, look at all those geese.
1: We've got an ambient geese flock. See, this is what's great about the garage, though.
0: See, how many geese do you think there is? One, two, three, four, five, six. I bet there's 40 geese at least flying in a a kind of a V, and it's a beautiful, I guess you'd call late summer, early fall day where... It's rained a few times. It's comfortable. We, I have flip-flop shorts and yep. a sweatshirt on. I haven't even showered yet today. I probably <laughs> smell like I haven't showered in three days. We watched the Duck game last night. We watched. Uh, well, I fell asleep, took a nap. You guys took a bunch of ridiculous photos of me with a Snapchat filter that may make it out on the internet <laughs> at some point. But I woke up in Washington State was still playing UCLA, and we got to watch the end of that like with one eye shut. But uh, it, but I guess. Where we're at today, and I'm bouncing all over the place, but it's kind of the first run with someone in here as a guest, and so we thought we'd check it out, and if you're listening to this, there's already been other guests, but we just thought we'd do it, hang on to it, and then put it up later, and it'd be interesting to just kind of wedge it in somewhere where it didn't really make sense as far as an order goes, but so anyway, we're waiting for the first, I guess, official guest as far as the order goes that you'll see on the internet, but we're out here just getting the equipment going and... We're drinking water because it's before noon. (laughs) See, that's how you know we've grown up a little bit. You mean because we haven't opened the beer fridge
1: yet? Yeah. Well, that's not to say it's not going to open
0: by the time we're done with this.
1: Well, yeah, there's just something about before noon,
0: I guess, when you're not camping. Well, that's 19 minutes away, and this is probably going to go longer than 19 minutes, so (laughs) we'll just go for it. Anyway, uh, for those of you who don't know, Michael and I have been buddies for quite a while, uh, I'm trying to
1: think exactly how long, uh, 11 years, 11 and a half years almost. Is that it? I yeah. thought it was longer than that. It feels like we've known each other for well, 14. I, let's
0: see. I met you. Did I meet you when you were working at, when you came to work at the radio station I worked at here in Grants I, Pass? Yeah, I was in high school. Is that school. the first time I met you or was uh-huh. it at Cisco? Cause I'm trying to remember you. You were recording commercials for Siskiyou Cellular, which is the company you currently... What what would you say? You're the... Co-owner. Co-owner and
1: basically like... CEO. I act as a CEO, but we don't have fancy titles like that.
0: Okay, so anyway, I remember you doing commercials a long time ago, and to get people caught up on our friendship, I think it's... And we haven't even talked about what we're going to talk about today, so we'll just go for it and see what happens, but... Let's see. So we met. I remember you doing commercials with Jacqueline Roberts, rest in peace. Uh, that worked uh-huh. at KLDR on KJO. We were just talking about her yesterday, but a great salesperson. And she got fired the same time I did from KLD on KJO. Same day, actually. She mm-hmm. got canned in the parking lot, and then I got canned in the breezeway. And so her and I kind of, we our bond kind of went further from where it was at. And then you had worked with her a lot, and then you were cleaning the place, and and nothing against KJO and KLDR at all, because you know I've moved on from that, and hopefully you've mo- moved on from getting. Can I say it? Yeah, you did, could say did, it. Did, it's did, the I only mean, time
1: I've ever been fired.
0: <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I mean, we both got fired, technically from from KJO and KLDR. You were cleaning the place, though.
1: Yeah. Well, let me let's paint the picture because right, go so, I'm going to so, sit back and listen to you. Yeah, because I was in high school and I came in. I I thought I wanted to be a radio person before I knew that radio people don't make any money. No offense. Well, that's unless, not, unless you that's do not, sales. Okay, I was going to say
0: <laughs> that's not. Uh, 100% accurate but for the most okay. part yeah you're right
1: okay yeah i got to yeah
0: i gotta. Do me a favor don't get up on that mic too close okay. because when you jump up on it then you just you're, you're clipping a bit and if it's going to sound professional you got to keep right. a nice medium distance i'm going to okay?
1: i'm going to start over because I don't like what I was saying about radio. That's not very nice. Okay, and we're going to leave all this in here. That's what's <laughs> great about this podcast is
0: I'm I'm not going to edit stuff unless the only reason I will ever edit a podcast is if something is said where it will it could potentially harm someone. Yeah, harm their family, harm their job, or anything like that. If that okay. comes and that that could happen on accident, somebody could say something. Right. Uh, because some of the guests that come in here work in. Uh, like, let's say, a police officer or, or anything. It could be anyone. So I guess yeah. we'll just say that right now. Or a doctor. Yeah. And so we don't want any HIPAA laws violated. So let's <laughs> let's back up just okay. a little bit and reset the stage. And we yes. had mentioned that we both got fired from the st- same <laughs> establishment.
1: I, w- I was. Th- we do have a long, twisted, sordid past. It goes all kinds of different yeah. directions. Yeah, different, absolutely. Diff- so, yeah. So I came in as a high school junior. That was 2000, and I'm gonna date yeah, me, myself now. Let me yeah. ask you this:
0: Were you recording commercials at that time? Because I Not yet. I know you were the voice and on some of the commercials early on for Siskiyou Cellular.
1: That was probably 2006, so this was probably 2004. Okay. I think I came in, and I was I did the morning show with Don Manetti on KJO, as a guest. As a well, like just a high as like a intern, yeah, that? as a high okay. school project, right. yeah. And you were that's the first time I met you because you I could were, see through the window, right? Yeah, yeah and uh so i think he briefly introduced me to you don introduced me to you then so we met so we we met 15 years ago so so then you know i wanted to get my foot in the door in radio so this job opened up uh, cleaning the cleaning, building right cleaning the building so <laughs> hey,
0: i you know i'll say this i got into radio uh shredding papers and taking out the trash right so you got to do what it takes yep. and if you're listening to this right now this generation that that expects to come in at however many dollars an hour and get the best job, which we can hear birds chirping and blue jays. Look at that. Uh, we do have the garage door open in case you're <laughs> wondering
1: what's happening right now.
0: Uh, anyway, th- that's what you do, right? You got to do what it takes to get in. And so you decided to clean the building.
1: My problem was, and this would not surprise my wife now, I was terrible at cleaning. So that only lasted But you got your foot in months. the door. And yeah.
0: I mean, ultimately, you got your foot in the door enough to... Have an opportunity right to take it to the next level if you would have decided to do so.
1: So this is interesting. So I got I got fired as the janitor. Right. But then like a year later, you guys were looking for a new night guy. Night guy. Which yeah. is what
0: I did when I went to, when I started working there back in two thousand one. That's what they hired me to do, was be the night guy there. Yeah.
1: So so I applied for that and you guys are getting ready to offer me the job. I mean, we all but offered
0: you the job, right? I mean, I know that for me, 100%, I was on board and wanted you to come work for us. Because at that time, I think I was the program director and was doing mornings there, if I remember correctly. That's right.
1: Yeah. Actually, you you did. You called to offer me the job. And then I was like, okay, well, I said, I got this trip planned. I I was going on a cruise with my now wife, then girlfriend. And I, I was planning to propose to her on the cruise. And so this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. So then, so uh, you, I was almost fired twice because <laughs> you were, fi- you, got, <laughs> you basically got fired before you even started. But
0: right. I, I shouldn't say that because you didn't really get fired. You were just like, what?
1: So I was like, I, I have to go on this trip. It's already booked, and it was during fair week or something. So I think you were probably on board, but you checked with the bosses, and they were not. Or I mean, I
0: didn't care. I had worked so yeah. many of those functions like with short staff, and yeah however many hours a day that I didn't care. I just wanted you on board because we were at that point looking for somebody who had a little bit of talent who mm-hmm. I thought maybe I could help mold into someone who could sure. ultimately help me with selfishly help out and grow and right. and kind of do for you what someone had done for me, which is give you an opportunity and then teach you along the way. Mm-hmm. So I was a hundred percent on board. Yeah. And obviously at that point we, we got along enough to yeah uh, for me to want you to come work for us. But that went sideways in a hurry.
1: Yeah. Cause you didn't, you guys didn't want me to miss that. I think it was a week or something Yeah, in, in August. like There was of right certain fair that, week.
0: that wouldn't let you, that said, I'll, I'll say it if you don't want to say I it. I don't care. I mean, if you want to say it, you can no, say it. No, go ahead. But, I don't even I remember mean, some of he it. He basically said, we need you to come to work now, and if you're not going to come to work for us now, don't come work for us. Yeah. You need to stay home from that trip. And you were like, um, well, I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The family's going. Right. And I'm going, and which I'm 100% yeah, on board with that. Because as we know- And I think especially after even having more life experiences since then, what was that, how many years ago?
1: That was 2006, I think. So the same year I got
0: married. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Is that work can wait, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think, and we're going to bounce all around here, um, but Michael and I have had a chance to talk about a lot of different things. We talk about pretty much everything because we're good buddies, but as we look at life and what it looks like, there's things that you should do, And then there's things you absolutely should do. And family stuff is the stuff you should absolutely do. And even if that means, and you gotta be smart about it, obviously, Mm -hmm. if there's an opportunity and you got to weigh it all out. But I think after a while you get a pretty good gut instinct of what you should and shouldn't do as far as going to do a family thing. And I think I've even been guilty at times of maybe doing something that I probably could have done a family thing instead but it's learning process. Yeah. You don't know, like anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you got to do that stuff. And so you made 100% the right decision because you go on that cruise, you get engaged, you get married, and, I mean, your wife's inside here. We're sitting in the garage. Your wife's inside. Your daughter's inside. Our kids are playing. So, I mean, rewind 13 years ago. You make that decision to go. Ultimately, it works out just fine because you don't get into radio. Right. And you decide... I'm going to go this other direction. Mm-hmm. And life's worked out pretty well so far.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know. I think about it sometimes, you know, how might have life turned? I mean, I might have been fired when with you a couple years later. Oh, in 2008? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I guess we can wow. fast forward to then, right? Well, so. yeah, I
0: think um, there's been so many things that have happened. I mean, I think back to... I'm trying to think, so August, so I must have just gotten fired before the fair, right? Let's go back to when I told you that we were going to have Bailey, because Kimberly was pregnant with Bailey the year that I got fired, Yeah. right? So she had her in December of 2008.
1: I want to say it was June or
0: July. I got fired the last day of June. Okay. And then I told you that Kimberly was pregnant at the fair in August.
1: I remember it was the it was the trucks, the, the, tough, trucks? the tough trucks. Yeah, and okay. how come they
0: don't do that anymore? Because that was one of my favorite things about the fair.
1: Yeah, quick aside, bring back the tough trucks. Yeah, no
0: kidding. I love our friends in Cave Junction and Selma that can rip it apart, and Merlin and surrounding areas. But why was I telling that story? I guess just to say that. So if we fast forward to 2008, uh, I remember telling you that before.
1: Well, let's back up even more. What did so, I miss? So you, okay, so, so you got fired, which, sorry if you didn't want to talk about this. We're well, just, I don't care. I've okay. talked about it
0: on the air. I think everyone okay. knows where I used to work, and if okay. they don't, I, I mean, I have no problem. In case you don't know, I started in Roseburg as an intern in 98. We'll skip all the details there. Had a great mentor there, probably the best, one of the best mentors out there, I think and uh, Mike Carter up in Roseburg and the team up there at Brook Communications, who gave me a chance. And I don't know why, because I was an idiot. I mean, I dropped out of school to be in radio. I stayed out too late. I missed morning shows from staying out too late. Made a lot of bad decisions, but for whatever reason, they stuck with me. Then I came to KLDR in 2001. It was April of 2001 and went from the night show to the afternoon show to the morning show to program director and jumped ahead Why was I telling that story? So we were caught
1: up. Well, so so we were trying to catch up to how we cross paths. Yeah. Okay. so that was
0: me before that. Right. We
1: cross paths. Then I get fired
0: in late June, last day of June in 2008. Yeah. And for me, it was like we had moved my wife here from Reading and uh, she had a great job at the time. Now, that was before Home Valley Bank shut down, Mm -hmm. got shut down by the feds, because ultimately she ended up losing her job two years later in 2010. Mm hmm. And how this all worked out is kind of crazy. And, you know, us coming out here in the garage to give this podcast a test run. Again, if you're listening now, we're recording this before the first. (laughs) This is the first unofficial guest that will, I guess, be the first official. I don't even know how to call it. Like, I don't know how these podcast things work, but um, basically.
1: So, so, you got. So, so I got fired in 2008. And how long was it? You got recruited, right? By Bi Yeah. It wasn't the, long after. There was
0: someone who told. Bi Coastal had a position open on KZZE that no longer exists. It's now the Valley, but they had a program director job open for the Rock Station. And I. Interviewed for that two days later. They called me. I was sitting on the couch in shorts, no shirt. It was summertime. We'd gone to Shasta and hung out. Kimberly was pregnant, so we didn't have any kids at this point, and I was just kicking it on the couch with um, you know, not really an idea of what was going to happen. And oddly enough, before I got fired, because there was a threat of it for a while, and it wasn't that I did anything wrong, at least my opinion, and even I think in theirs, they just blew a lot of people out, making headroom or whatever. But, um, yeah, they called me about 48 hours after I interviewed in a suit and tie for the rock gig and they offered me the job but said you have to do sales and so I got into sales and advertising which ultimately changed my life yeah you know that was 2008 I think by 2009 I was doing full-time sales and moved off of the rock station to cool 103 and then not too long part of that deal and this is what's crazy I don't think a lot of people know this story part of that deal was that I told him, I'll take the job, which I didn't have any leverage at all. And frankly, I took a pay cut from what I was making at KLDR at that time. But I said, I'll take the job, but just know that I want to be on KRWQ, at that time what it was called, now Q100.3, same great station that's been around for almost 40 years. But I just said, okay, I'll do it. But when a spot comes open on that station, I want that job. And later was able to make the case for the afternoon job because of setting the groundwork and obviously got on that station and then ended up moving to the morning show years later down the road. But I don't know how much we want to get into that. But, um,
1: so then you came, I can't remember because I was working at the U S cellular by Wendy's, which is one of our stores. You
0: were kind of handling the marketing at that point. Now this is before you were in the management position, yeah, right, long yeah. ago.
1: But I think I can't. I think you came in because you had to get your phone mm. off of KLDR's account. I did. So I didn't I even think talk. Carolina to you. helped you though. Yeah, I talked to your wife. Yeah. This
0: is awesome. I mean, this wasn't awesome, but she was the first person I saw in public. Yeah. All right, hang on a second. I got to think about this because mm-hmm. I can feel a lump in my throat because I remember it was like it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Um. Well, and what was interesting about that? Okay, there's a long silent pause, but I gotta think about how much I wanna say. I mean, I feel like since we're doing <laughs> this part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I want moments like this where we talk about things that especially on my radio show, which I love Ashley to death, we're gonna do the morning show as long as they'll have us there. And as long as we're still somewhat successful and not making people tune out, but you don't not get gonna to do happen. It. You don't get to do this. We don't just get to talk about yeah. things in a long form. Um, so I remember driving to the to the store, and at that point, you guys only had one store here, right? Yeah. All right? So I'm driving uh-huh. uptown, and I talked to Carl Wilson, and he was in Chicago, and I called him to told me that his brother had fired me, mm-hmm. and he was shocked. This and is the point
1: of the podcast that ends up as a headline, by the way. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't care,
0: because <laughs> um, I think there's a lesson in all of this. Yeah. And I think it's that, you know... I remember him telling me, I'd love to get your job back, but I handed the reins over to someone else mm. and I, I don't think you want it back. Mm. And if I can help you in any way, let me know, which he did. He was a reference for me for the next job that we just discussed. But my next stop, like that was, I was talking to him, holding my phone back when you could hold your phone to your ear, driving right. down the road,
1: probably driving a to, phone.
0: Yeah. Or no, 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 it was, uh, it may have been one of the, the really slider. small, Yep, the slider, the, mm-hmm. uh, not the rock, the crazer, the crazer. It was the yeah, crazer. Okay. I remember. So I, I was driving up to, uh, to Cisco cellular, us cellular pulled in and Carolina was working. I walked in and, uh, I'm not looking at you cause I'm just thinking about, I'm, I'm I just remember saying to her,
1: God, that was weird. Yeah. It's still weird. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of, you just let it, you, you bared your soul right there in the middle of the,
0: well, I just told her what happened. And yeah. that was the first person I saw. Right. Wow. Aside from calling my wife. And yeah, I mean, it's still to know that. And I know everyone gets fired at some point. I mean, you got fired. being the, the Same place, right? <laughs> same place. But, um, yeah, just looking in her eyes and telling her and she would, you could tell she's like, obviously she's a caring person. and was like, yeah. what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I just need to switch my phone over. And, um, yeah. Wow. I don't really think about that much. Like mm-hmm. that part of it. Yeah. I mean, obviously getting fired. I think about that sometimes, but yeah, that part of it, I, uh, yeah. So anyway, I got my phone switched over and it wasn't 48 hours later, uh, to get caught up where we were a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: then you yeah. came, you came and saw me then, right? Yeah, because, it wasn't part maybe of that, the next week. Yeah.
0: Cause part of that sales deal was, or that, that deal I made with bi-coastal media was, do sales part-time and i thought well i know a few people i know someone i can go see and uh so i did i remember we met up there and and i remember you telling me that oh we've been wanting to advertise on kiss fm for a while but nobody's called us i'm like boom that's right let's do this yep and we did and and uh you guys and there was one other that was uh on board right at the very beginning as far as accounts go uh, that i was handling and they have since moved on uh, for other reasons, but yeah, you guys have been with me since day one, and I think a lot of people don't even realize well, a that I actually have another job that isn't doing the morning show. I don't go home at ten o'clock every day. Right. That job takes up a lot more time, and frankly, is just as important, if not more, especially to my family than doing sure. the morning show is. Right. Which they all work well together, but so anyway, I guess that was a long way of yeah uh, getting but caught up to to um. More current times, I guess, but there's a lot of things in between,
1: like after that, that we can dive into a bit, and, yeah, and
0: discuss, and
1: well, then we just kind of hit it, you know, we we hung out more, we were hanging out, just you know, we
0: before kids, right, and and after Bailey, we we got to play a lot more golf then, yep, you know, we played that's true, we played a lot of golf then. In the afternoon.
1: Went to duck games. Oh, a lot of duck games. We've been to a
0: lot of duck games together. We've been to some classic duck games. We've seen some good victories together, and we've seen some horrible losses, like in a national championship game. You were not the first one with me, though, but the second one definitely.
1: I was back before I could afford to go to a national (laughs) championship
0: game. Well, what's cool about this is that we... Uh, I didn't realize I was gonna have to bring. Hold on a second. Just stall for a second. I was gonna okay. say I didn't realize that I was gonna have to bring Kleenex out here, but since I got a little emotional for a second and my nose runs anyway, sometimes I don't know why. So, so you, I have a, actually have a box of Kleenex in the garage. Hang on.
1: So you took me to my first ever duck game was Oregon USC on Halloween, and I can't. I think that was two thousand and nine. And that was a game where Masoli just ran all over. That Pete Carroll was coaching USC then. They were ranked, I think, in the top ten. Or I just they remember were it was Halloween. Yeah, and we destroyed them. Yeah, I mean,
0: just smashed them. You didn't hear me blow my nose by three by three
1: okay. or four touchdowns. I think that was my first ever. And I wasn't really. I was from Southern California. I hadn't really. I didn't really have an allegiance to a, a college team at that point. But that was back when. No offense, but. Otson was still and People, you know, were loud and yeah, it's definitely knew. changed them. Yeah. Um, so, and I was just people like, didn't
0: leave games early, right? right. People
1: were, I mean, you if you didn't come back
0: without a voice, yeah, you
1: yeah, you weren't doing it right. So I was just, I was like, this is cool. I live here, you know. Even though I grew up in Southern California, I live here now. I need a local team to to cheer for, and uh, that. And so then we went to the Rose Bowl. We drove down to the Rose Bowl that same year. Oh, and we got throttled by Thumped Ohio State. by the sweater vest, Coach. What was his name? Trestle. Trestle. Jim Trestle, yeah. You <laughs> know what's vest. funny
0: about that trip? We got to dive into this a little bit. Oh, gosh. And at this point people might just be shaking their heads going, you guys. But this is a glimpse into what (laughs) our lives are really like behind the scenes, especially before there was a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we were as responsible then. Maybe not. And I don't know how many details you want me to share about this trip. So if at any point you think I should stop sharing details, I don't think it's anything that's going to get us in trouble or get you in trouble. It's just a matter of, Yeah, it wouldn't stop. Like, let's say you wanted to be the mayor at some point. I don't think it would keep you from being the mayor. No. So, just raise your hand if at any point. I mean, because you remember that trip well, right? Well, there may be parts you don't remember, but I know that I remember well because I was the driver. Yes. You know where I'm going? Uh huh. So, we go to leave here and we're driving my wife's gently used Montero, you know, with hundreds of thousands of miles on it. And we have four of us, but we only had three in the car at the time. We had a cooler loaded up. And really, the cooler was for later. But because <laughs> there was a snowstorm, the siskiy got closed. So we ended up in Ashland at Taco Bell. Right. And then we were just parked on the side of the road. Actually, in Ashland, kind of, on that frontage road that kicks out onto the freeway. Yeah. And so... We were parked. A couple of characters who were in the backseat decided to crack open a couple cold ones. Well, then they didn't open the freeway for a couple of hours, and it was a sheet of ice with snow on top of it. And we were, what, like the third car in line when they opened it? So we tiptoed over the top of the Siskiyous, down the Siskiyous, and I just remember, one, someone rolling a window down and losing a duck flag, and two, (sighs) us pulling over to let No, let me back up. Me pulling over to let the characters in the back seat get out and get rid of the cold ones that they drank. And I went to stop and we just kept sliding.
1: And then when we got out to step out, we kept sliding on our
0: feet. I don't think we got to Redding till three or four o'clock in the morning, slept for two hours, got up, drove all the way to Southern California, missed the pep rally. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this is kind of fun. So that was right around New Year's. Yeah. And because the Rose Bowl is usually played on New Year's. Was that the year they played it on the second or was it the other year? Wisconsin. One of those years they played on the second because they never play on Sunday. I think it was Wisconsin. Yeah. But Ohio State, that one, we ended up in, we stayed in Chatsworth. (laughs) And we went to
1: what, McGee's. Which, if you know anything about Southern California, Chatsworth is, it's it's a rough area. We'll just put it that way. I
0: didn't think it was rough where we were, though. No,
1: I mean, it was okay. Yeah. But we... Yeah, so we walked down the street to McGee's Irish Pub.
0: And the reason we even bring this part <laughs> of the story up is because there was a former... Was it an Army Ranger? Yeah. Green Beret? Something. Yes,
1: he was the real deal yeah
0: and he said something about wanting to choke someone out or he would choke someone out if they wanted to so then someone decided to volunteer
1: well we were asking him like okay so what is it what was it like to be an army ranger like what 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 do you learn you know And he's like well i could choke somebody out with my I could, <laughs> with my bare hands <laughs> and you guys volunteered me i to don't be remember the...
0: volu- volunteering you i thought you volunteered i don't know somewhere it's on video probably on that same crazer phone yeah, somewhere
1: it's probably lost forever yeah, oh, that's too bad that cuz he did.
0: He nighty night.
1: He did. I I, I I think <laughs> my, my eyes went,
0: rolled back. Put his arm around your neck and just your head just went wonk.
1: <laughs> like and he's out. So then on the way back after a few cold ones. This is where this is the origin of the LaMichael James, right? Oh yeah, because the, the nickname.
0: The, yeah, the Michael James. So this guy across the card table here from me <laughs> decides to do a full on the Michael James sprint down the sidewalk, does a spin move, and there was a root that had grown under the sidewalk, so it was up a couple inches. He catches a toe and
1: bam goes down, I twisted my ankle. Oh, it was
0: bad too, really
1: bad. I was limping. Didn't you grade your elbow or something? I might have. Didn't you have a road yeah.
0: rash somewhere?
1: So I remember the next day we still had a, did we still have a day before the game? Yeah, because we had the lazy day. Because
0: remember, we called our wives, that's and they're right. like, "She's like, what are you guys doing? Like, we're not doing anything. We are a mess. <laughs> we are in bed. We are watching football."
1: I remember telling Carolina, "I don't. I'm a game time decision for the Rose Bowl. I twisted my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> I twisted my ankle really bad. <laughs> oh,
0: but we made it to the game. We got thumped. And yeah, uh, it wasn't even close. Really. That's I mean, it that. Was
1: nine points, I think, was the final score. But it was. Yeah, it it was felt so bad. like a thumping. Yeah, it did. Yeah, so and anyway, we had a long drive back.
0: We made it home in record time, though. We had a really good... Yeah. I just remember... Oh, this,
1: uh, do you remember... Okay,
0: was that the trip? I'm trying to remember if that was the trip or not. I don't think it was. There was a trip where we were coming back from Southern California, and there was really heavy traffic, and it was stopped in traffic, and a lady was pulled over to the side. You're looking at me funny, so it probably wasn't that trip, but there was a lady who couldn't make it to the restroom, and just ripped her pants down oh, and on the side gosh. of the road. There that was might a, have been that one. There that's was right. a full on explosion. I'm like, man, I felt so bad for her because oh. we've all been in that situation before where you got to go. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Southern California and traffic's not moving and you got to go number two, mm. I mean, that's bad. Mm. <sighs> anyway, so yeah. So, so, then- so that's that. And let's, um, let's touch on a little bit about some of the other things. Okay. Cause part of the reason being out here is just talking about, um, some of the good things people are doing. Got it. And, I mean, what what did I say? What did we come up with? Like the average people doing extraordinary things. And I guess extraordinary is uh, very broad, right? But you've had a chance to do some different things that I think are interesting. How old are you? I'm 32. Okay, so 32, basically running a company. You guys have seven? Stores. Stores. Mm-hmm. U.S. Cellular stores, authorized agent for U.S. Cellular. Mm-hmm. And so you have a chance to oversee those on a day-to-day basis. But let's just set that over here for a second. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about what it was like to be on the school board for the <laughs> Medford School
1: Board. I was wondering if this was going to come up. I think it's important to talk about yeah. because
0: I think there's so many different angles to that. Yeah. I think a lot of people who may know who you are for other reasons may not even know that you did that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool to talk about because you and I have talked about it. And there's a lot of different aspects to that. There's, you know, trying to help figure out budgets for the school and all that. But just some of the things you had a chance to see and what that experience was like. Because that time, weren't you like 30 or younger? I were was you 28 28? when I ran
1: for the board. Yeah. Uh, when I... Yeah. In fact, I just... I had just turned 28 when the election was. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, those who live in Medford know... There was a strike the year before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I just, I remember seeing things unfold during that and thinking, I, it doesn't feel like it has to be this hard, you know? There were going back and forth, filing unfair labor practices against each other and things like that. And I remember thinking, how did it get this bad, you know? And not that I alone can save it, but... Because
0: I don't think anybody can. No. It's going to take a group effort. And that's what you quickly learn, by the way. All of these things. I think that's one of the reasons I brought it up is because that leads us into another area that maybe we'll touch on here in a Mm -hmm. second is that so many of the things happening end up like that situation. Right. Where it's, we're going to do this. We're not coming to the table. Maybe they had been. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Right. And so maybe they had been at the table. I'm not sure. But then it ends up being this nasty Mm -hmm. fist fight, basically. And you have the news media covering it. You have Mm -hmm. kids involved now. They don't even know what's going on. And I just feel like it's an unfortunate situation all the way around.
1: Yeah, it really was. And I, you know, so I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm going, maybe I could help a little bit. Maybe I could contribute to the, you know, in some way. And so... I threw my name in the hat. I'd always been interested in politics. And, I, you know, I think what a lot of people don't realize, and I don't even want to delve into this realm, but it's really local politics that people need to pay attention to. You know, that's that's what's affecting you in your backyard. And you really have to pay attention to who you're electing to your school boards, who you're electing to your city councils, your your local representation, your state representation. Um, and so, um, yeah, I threw my name in the hat. Um I'll tell you that was a lot of work cuz when you run for when you run for a school board you don't have you don't have a team. You know, you don't have a campaign team. You don't have a treasurer or so what is that like? PR person. I mean, you're you're doing everything and the biggest thing is you got to knock on doors and talk to people. How many um,
0: doors do you think you knocked on? Uh, was Did you 100. go into neighborhoods and was just hundreds. wander around? Yeah,
1: but here's the thing. So you can you you knock on the doors of people who are voting in school board elections, which you can. There's
0: kind of a science to
1: that. You can go down to the county office and get the list of who who votes in school board elections. So there's then, some strategy involved. Yeah, because you want to you want to talk to people who are already you know interested and plugged in. Because so, it's easier
0: to get those people to go vote than it is the people who aren't voting. Right. It's harder to get them
1: off the couch per se and actually
0: plus, get down there and vote.
1: Plus you only have so much time, you right. know. So, um Well, yeah, and
0: you didn't ask me to go knock on doors with you.
1: Thankfully. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I that's what I mean. What I you have ask me to, but I don't know if
0: there's some kind of conflict there or not, is I, there?
1: I don't think so. No, I mean, it's just it's just, you know, people are are busy. No, nobody's got time for that. So, I was spending evenings and weekends, you know, knocking on board, doors, talking and, to people. And you wonder why we can't play golf. Right. So, um And just, you know, I was running against an incumbent at the time, which that came full circle too. It's kind of interesting. But, um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I, I knew it was going to be tough, talked to a lot of people, um, and got some endorsements, didn't get some endorsements, uh, went to every, you know, any party or organization that invited me to come speak. I came and spoke. I spent a lot of time on the phone calling folks too. And uh, ended up winning by like 192 votes or something. How
0: many votes did you get? Do you know?
1: It was like 5,100, something like that. Oh, wow. So it was pretty close then. Yeah, it was close. So is there
0: any kind of conflict when you're running for the school board in a position like that when your wife's a teacher? Does that matter? Yeah, so at the time. Especially with the. It has to be difficult when. Especially with what went on with Medford, mm-hmm. anytime there's teachers, right. there's unions involved, and your wife doesn't teach in the Medford school district, right? And correct me if at any point I'm I yeah, no, something. she at but the th- time th- she, there's there's a lot going on there. You're trying to be on a school board. Your wife's right. a teacher. Are they looking at you going, oh wait a second? Yeah, uh, some people do. Is so there a conflict here
1: officially. So she was. And still is teaching for Phoenix talent, which is a different school district. Go pirates. My, not (laughs) not my pirates, the Glendale pirates, but go pirates. My, uh, so there was, and, but at the time and currently my mom was teaching for the Medford school district,
0: which almost could be even more of a conflict, right? Because your wife's in Phoenix, but your mm. mom, did anyone try and draw a connection there? Did it matter? Did they not care?
1: Well, there's something called a class exception. So if you are... And so it's perfectly legal. There's no official conflict. Um, So as long as you, as a board member, you're making a decision that affects more than just that one person, it's it's totally fine. Yeah. Otherwise, you would never have... People who are interested in education running for school board. Right? Yeah, and especially so, in a small town, and I'm not yeah. talking
0: about Medford, but even smaller towns mm-hmm. like you think about some of the towns around here, like my Glendale Pirates, right, where you have people connected to other people, you wouldn't have anyone to be on the school board. I mean, yeah. they have a hard enough time as it is, right, let alone any kind of connection. So, yeah, uh, that is interesting, and I don't know a whole lot about it. That's why I asked.
1: Yeah, it's well, it's an important thing because I think a lot of people do wonder about that, you know, and I think it's an important opportunity to to educate people on what the laws are and what that looks like and I'm really I will say this so you know I I defeated an incumbent board member I think there was there was some current board members who were pretty nervous about me getting on the board that 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 I might try to make it more of a conflict than it was but I'm actually really proud of how well I did at Uh, at being neutral and I think, I think gained the respect of, of my colleagues on the board over time. But um, where, where there's conflict, this is what gets interesting is when you have family members who are teaching in the district, where it becomes a quote unquote conflict is people definitely do talk. So people would talk to my mom in like an effort to get to me. so oh, come so on. We, See, we, I, I don't... Ugh. And it wasn't... I don't think it was... It, was, it wasn't It was anything malicious, but it's right, just people's nature, like, you know? Here's the so. idea.
0: Why don't you just call me, right? and then we'll just skip out all the nonsense, and there won't be anything lost in translation. Not that it was nonsense, but right. you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And to make another point is, just in general, don't you think that happens so often these days where people will say something to someone, mm-hmm. and then... They could have just said it to you Mm -hmm. or anyone. I'm not using you as the example or me, but anyone for that matter. And then so much gets lost in translation. I think that's one of the biggest problems with where we are. And again, back to why we're in here doing this is Mm -hmm. kind of highlighting some of those things. of like, oh, wait a second. This could have been so much easier Mm -hmm. if I'd have just asked the source.
1: Well, and what a lot of people forget, too, is it's not the board's. The board's job is to set policy Allocate resources and be be an ambassador for the district and for public education. And it's not to run the district. That's what the board hires a superintendent to do. So there's a lot of things people want the board to do that's mm-hmm. not really in their purview. You know, um, so I I think so we had to talk about that. My mom and I had to talk about establishing ground rules of what we could talk about and what we couldn't. You know, so before
0: um, the conversation happens, do you say okay? Is this conversation about school stuff or right. is this about future grandchildren right. or what is right. that? Where are we going here? Yeah.
1: I think it's just, you know, you just find places to go naturally. You know, I don't know if we sh- it's healthy for us to talk about this. Just better know. left unsaid. Right. And then there's things where I, you know, if it's, if it involves things that I'm I'm not supposed to share with anybody, let alone my mom, you know? Oh, yeah. And so, so it was interesting, but I, you know, I'm really, uh, I'm really proud, and I think if you, if you talk to anybody that I served with during that time, they would say that I did a good job being neutral and, and looking at the big picture. And that's what, that's what really makes a good board member is someone who could zoom out, look at the big picture, not have any special interests, not have any single issue that, that drives them, but accept you know, the issue of providing every kid an opportunity to get a good education.
0: So what did you take away from that as someone who is no longer on the school board? Mm -hmm. Two questions. One, what was your least favorite thing about being on the school board? Mm -hmm. And then second part of that is the most important thing or best thing you took away from it. Yeah. Start Um, with the least. Start with the least. I want to end on a positive note with the school board, then we'll move on to something else. I like it. Um, And before you say that, I'm going to see if I can throw this water bottle because I'm a big recycler into my can across the garage. We are in the garage in his garage is like ready?
1: Yep. Oh, uh, not even way close. short. All right. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so least favorite thing, you know, education funding is an interesting animal. And although the local board has control over your some of your local policies. And some of the allocation of resources, I mean, there we definitely have influence, but most of the money's coming federally or from the state. so and there's always strings attached to how you can use those resources. so if i if I were to say something I like the least, it's just there's not as much local control as you might like. To best represent your community, and mm-hmm. there were times when people would come to us and, you know, we we need to do this. You know, why can't we? do... And it's like our hands are tied. It's, it's either federal law or this money comes from the state, and yeah, so, you don't have a choice what to do with it, right? So there's that. That was kind of frustrating because you found yourself being hampered by that at times. You know, really restricted to um, because there's when there's money involved, it's there's strings attached, and so that was probably probably the most frustrating thing um what was the best thing i mean i can point to specific moments uh being able to pass out diplomas at graduation
0: oh that must have been awesome
1: that was pretty cool because it was like here's the culmination you know this kid you think about this kid who worked hard their family their teachers the staff members everybody who had an influence in helping that kid get across the stage and here it is you know handing them their diploma it's pretty cool. You know, it's re- it really brought it home why you do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely, uh, that was definitely the coolest, coolest thing. Cause it just really, you know, it's the end of the year too. And after everything and all the meetings and hours spent, people would ask me, you know, how many, how many hours does that take to be on the school board? And, it's kind of like you know if you go to a restaurant they don't have the prices on the menu. Uh-huh. If you if you have to ask you probably shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Getting it, going into it. Yeah. Did you have any idea it would be that much time?
1: I knew it would be a huge commitment. I think it it exceeded my expectations yeah. on how many hours because it's not just the meetings. There are meetings for the meetings or a meetings. Of course there to is. To talk about the meetings. <laughs> we love um,
0: those. Those meetings are great.
1: And then you're not doing a good job if you're not out visiting school, seeing with your own eyes the things that you're making decisions about. And so it's, it is a big, it was like a, it was like having a part-time job, you know, with my, with my full-time commitments. So, but you know, I wouldn't trade it. Unfortunately, I had to, we moved within Medford, but just outside the district boundary. And, you're only eligible to serve if you lay your head at night within the district boundary. So I had to resign, and I, I miss it because it takes probably two years to just get your feet under you. Mm-hmm.
0: So how many years did you serve? Three years. Okay.
1: So I was really starting to, you know, I was getting ready to be elected as board chair. Um, wow. And yeah, and uh, at thirty one yeah, yeah, years old, thirty-one, right at that in point. there, yeah, mm-hmm. which is
0: pretty impressive. Perfect segue to. I think move back into because earlier I said let's put the, the business part of it over here. Mm-hmm. Talk about school board yeah. because you are younger mm-hmm. uh, than myself. How old did you say you are now? Thirty two. I should remember these things, but <laughs> so you're about seven years younger than I am. Uh, so thirty two years old, running seven stores for Siskiyou Cellular and U.S. Cellular. What's that been like for you? Being younger and what's the learning curve been like? Obviously, you've been able to be pretty successful, and you also work with family and the in-laws, which I grew up in a family business, so there's interesting dynamics there. But just what that's been like for you, because as we mentioned earlier, you started, what, just selling phones in high school, Mm -hmm. and it was your girlfriend's parents that owned the company, so that's interesting in of itself. Yeah. But then also, you obviously could sell phones, you're obviously smart enough to figure it out, and... You decide to go down that path and that's where you are. You're running the company now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, um, it's such an interesting industry, first of all. So that was, you know, I've always been interested in technology and things like that. And, and also I think people, um, people think it's a technology business, but really what it is, is a people business. You know, it's taking care of people who come into the store. Um and it's taking care of employees, being a good place to work, you know, providing an environment where people can leave you better than when they started. Mm-hmm. Take away something that they can take with them to their next job. That's going to make them successful. So a lot of different angles to it. Um, so and I, I adore my in-laws, you know, we've so we've always gotten along. We've had our moments, disagreements, um, but that helps, too. And I think about this a lot, actually, because I feel like there are still some out there, but there's not as many family businesses as there should be, I feel like.
0: Well, and that's probably for a couple of reasons. Coming from a family business, I would say part of that is because, you know, depending on how many family members are involved, is your wife texting you right now to see when you're going to come back in the house? She is. (laughs) But well, We're fine. <laughs> yeah, tell her we've got about 15 minutes because okay. we're going to wrap this thing up in about 15 minutes right. or less if we find a, a spot where we want to stop. Is she getting antsy? Does she need to go or what? No, it's fine. We're good. I mean, it's pretty quiet in there right now. They were screaming and yelling earlier. But uh, anyway, back to the family business. I think part of it, like for my family that has a trucking company, AM Transport, plug for them, if you don't know, Glendale, Oregon, Pirate on the Door, Jake. Um, I chose not to work there. Yeah. And it wasn't because... We even put that phone back in your pocket. I think it's given us some. Yep. It's weird how phones do that, but it's giving me a fuzz. It's too close. It's interfering technology. Anyway, um, a lot of my family works there. And so Mm -hmm. like you were just saying, there's disagreements at time. The neighbor girl's riding by on her bike and looking in here going, what is happening? It's garage (laughs) talk. They might ride in here and ask where my kids are. And if they do, we'll tell them, uh, there's another kid. There's three kids. Um, that's great. Anyway, it can be great. Like I think my family would tell you, yeah, we've had a lot of disagreements over time, Mm -hmm. but there's way more good times that outweigh the bad times, Mm -hmm. and it's allowed them to be very successful. Like yourself has been very successful and been able to work through that environment and and make it through it Well, so far.
1: Maybe it's because I didn't grow up. I mean, none of their kids are involved in the business at all anymore. Which is interesting. So my
0: cousins are. I chose Uh not to because I really wanted to do radio. It wasn't that I didn't want to do that, and I've even said at some point I may go home. Sure. I will never close the door on that right Right now. I love what I do. Um, But if at some point they said, would you come home? Mm -hmm. Or if it got to a spot where, and I haven't really said this in public ever, we need you to, or it would be a huge help if. Right. I would definitely consider it. I'm not saying I would go. Yeah. But I would consider it, uh, because they may if they needed that. I'm not saying they do need me by any means. I don't know that I'd be able to help. Maybe I don't know. But you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, because family is is invested in a way that you can't you can't manufacture as easily. Right. I think it can it can happen, but not as easily. You know, because everyone's invested in really invested in the success of, of that business. And, and I think so, and they've also been great. I mean, I came in and we were still writing receipts by hand. That's awesome. Out of those receipt books. (laughs) Yeah. And I, there was a point of sale system sitting in the back and I'm like, what is this? I'm like, Oh, we got that. But just, uh, we got frustrated, couldn't set it up or whatever. So that was the first thing I did. You know, I, I set that up, got all our inventory, in a in a computer system and so how many
0: stores was there at that point it was
1: just one at that wow. point. yeah
0: and that's what's yeah. crazy for me is i remember going there and there was one store mm-hmm. and then over time watching that grow mm-hmm. from two and i remember you telling me we're going here we're mm-hmm. going here we're going to uh phoenix yeah. you know and that Medford was the next one. and white city and mm-hmm. i can't remember the exact order but from one in grants pass to two in grants pass and then two and you know one in Medford, and then two in Medford, and then it's just been so awesome to watch and be a part of it from from my standpoint yeah. of being able to help you out with the advertising and ideas and different things. It's just been so cool to see that develop over the years, and you know the part that people don't really see, you yeah. know, aside from just being buddies, is to see you grow, me grow. We've both had children, mm-hmm. uh, and you've been able to work your way up in the company to where now you own part of it and who knows where that goes someday. And Mm -hmm. obviously we can't predict the future, but a lot of good things have happened over the years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel,
1: I feel really blessed. You know, I, I feel like i worked hard. I also feel really blessed. And, and, you know, my in-laws believed in me from a young age and kind of, you know, let me run with stuff. Let me experiment with things. Let me make mistakes. And I, I made, I made plenty and I still do. But, um, and so that's what it takes to, you talk about people giving you a chance, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, not even graduated high school yet, answered an ad for a a wedding DJ for a mobile DJ company. Shout out to Sights and Sounds, yeah, Jess Webb. Yeah, Jess, and, which I've
0: done some stuff with Jess as well, not yeah. DJed for him, but we've done some events and different things. So I remember him DJing the street dances in Glendale in mm. like 1995, six, seven. Wow. Back when he was really getting going, yeah, and that's a guy that I should have over at some point. Yes, actually, just popped would be into a my good head, guess. yeah, absolutely. because he's done some amazing things that people don't know about. Yep, and we'll circle back on that, yeah, another time. But
1: so I think it takes, you know, it takes a combination of, you know, having some savvy, being smart, being willing to work hard. But at some point too, you have to have people who are willing to take a chance on you. you don't know? you think
0: that's happening less and less? I feel like it's happening less and less. And I try to remind myself with my kids is that one of the things my grandpa was really good at, and even my dad, which it's not my dad's dad, but Mm -hmm. my mom's dad Mm -hmm. who started the trucking company, uh, and have, they've, they've failed numerous times. Mm -hmm. At some point I may have him over here because talking to someone who has failed numerous times, Mm -hmm. but then to ultimately figure it out and how to be successful. Growing up on the ranch, on the farm, bucking hay, driving tractors. He always said, "Give it a try." Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, "Well, what if we break it?" He's like, "We'll fix it." Yeah. "What if I do this?" "We'll fix it." Right. "Don't worry about it." And it was always, "Go ahead and try it. Mm-hmm. If something happens, we'll take care of it." And I have to constantly remind myself of that because I feel like Yeah. for what it, instant gratification these days, we want mm-hmm. it done correctly the first time every time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to mess up. Yeah. in order to understand how to do it better. Yeah. And there's been a lot of things in my career that I've messed up and I learned I'm not going to do it that way again. Mm-hmm. There's relationships. There's uh, professional situations. There's every different thing you can think of. Mm-hmm. Every different situation you can think of that's probably been messed up in some way or maybe handled in a way where it maybe shouldn't have been. Right. But ultimately leads you to understand how you need to handle it the next time.
1: Yeah. I just don't think you can, I don't think you can grow without some failures and some mistakes, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, so I was. 24 when they promoted me to manager and at that point. So then I was managing five stores. We had five at that point. And, uh, man, did I make a lot of mistakes? You know, I just I was just learning how to do it. You know? Um, especially
0: when you're learning on the job. Cause that's how I, I learned. Yeah. We both learned on the job mm-hmm. in our, uh, fields. And yeah. that's the only way to do it. Trial by fire. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's one thing to read a book, but it's another thing to actually get your feet wet and try it and then see the the outcome Mm -hmm. and have to fix it. Yep. And that's another thing that I learned early on was knowing that it was okay to tell someone you messed up. Yeah. And I learned that early on. And that's one of the if I was to share like a piece of advice for people listening Here it comes. Right. (laughs) There's gonna be a lot of advice. Some of it's gonna be bad, but (laughs) Uh, you know, it was really important. I remember a lady yelling at me mm. and I'm getting completely sidetracked here. I apologize for cutting you off, but there was a lady back East at an advertising agency that was just ripping me upside and down one, the up mm. one side and down the other. And I'm listening to her scream at me with a, with a raspy smoker's voice. And she's chasing. I can't get back back. And I'm holding the phone out and she's mother effing. And I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> Whoa, and I'm pretty young, and I said, listen, I'm sorry. I screwed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she, blah, blah, click, hangs up, about five minutes later calls back, Mm. apologizes. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's okay to say you screwed up. Yeah. And it's happened numerous times since then, not not her freaking out on me. Right. Uh, She's since passed, but me learning that it's okay to say you messed up. Yeah. And I feel like you get more respect when you're willing to say you messed up as hard as it may be sometimes in anything work or uh your personal life being
1: married right how to win friends and influence people is a book that changed my life yeah. i read that and that's one of the things that carnegie talks about big time in there is just apologizing and being genuine about it you mm-hmm. know and that that book was written in 1936 and it still holds up today a lot of those principles but yeah i mean that's the thing you know if you're apologizing and you're genuine about it. I mean, what can you really do at that point? You yeah. Know? Hey, I
0: screwed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. I could have done it better. And next time I'm going to try, I'm not going to say that it's not going to happen again, but mm-hmm. it may happen again. It may happen tomorrow. Yeah. But try again and, and see what happens. But
1: yeah, it's. But it takes people willing to give people that space to make mistakes, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's where I've been. That's where I've been really lucky. We've made some, you know, good decisions and been pretty savvy about a few things and, um, and then been fortunate in others. Um, but you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, I feel old for my age. (laughs) I definitely do.
0: Well, it's only because you got started at a young age, right? Right. You were into it, you were working in high school and you got into it and then you were promoted early on Mm -hmm. and then you've been in a management position for a long time. So therefore you've been responsible for Mm -hmm. a lot for a long period of time, not, Mm -hmm. You know, 40 years, but a right. long enough period where, you know, it feels like you've been doing it a long time. Like for me, been a radio 20, what year is it? 2019. Yeah. 21 years, I guess now. And it, it, it does feel like a long time, but also it feels like it just flew right on by, mm-hmm. you know, and we're in the garage right now. Our kids are inside. I have four. We're way right behind kind of you. Four. You have one. <laughs> I'll have five in 2020 in spring of 2020. And it seems like the time has just flown by. I mean, Bailey is going to be 11. I'm sure we'll get this thing loaded up before December. That's going to happen.
1: I know. Remember when we talked about not talking about dates? I know, but the thing about it is
0: is that I I think because of how this has gone, I'm going to make sure it gets loaded up sooner than later. Yeah. Maybe it's not the first or second one, but definitely going to load it up soon because I think it's been a lot of fun. It's been good. We are like 56-ish minutes in right now, so we're approaching the hour mark, and we only have a couple minutes left because I want to try and keep these as close to an hour as possible unless there's something really – going that we need to stop and focus on unless so guess, you get
1: garth in your garage then you just, well
0: he is up on the wall back that's there. true i'm looking so is at gary him. allen we didn't even get into the beer fridge which is probably a good thing because yeah. someone is coming in later the sun's coming out though it's a beautiful afternoon here in south grants pass and uh we only got a couple minutes left so anything else you want to touch on before we
1: now wrap just it a, up because i have to pee i'm excited about this man I'm uh i'm i'm excited for you it's been fun to be a part of your journey all these years and um i told you i'm I'm buying stock and garage stock. Whatever will. that looks and, like. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like. But, I don't either. Um, but it's just, I'm, and I'm, I'm jealous too because I always wanted to start a podcast, but really? I never knew. Yeah, I never know like what to. There's so many out there too. But I think you've got a good thing going here with focusing on people around here, you know, who are doing doing cool things and and there may be um, others from out of town. I'm open to anything. I'm open yeah. to
0: having anyone that wants to come in here within yeah. reason. <laughs> and frankly, I'm, nice. I'm, I don't. I think I were very similar in a lot of ways, as far as like wanting to do it and not knowing. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I was just sick of seeing the negativity, right. you know? And it's like, if I don't say something who is, mm-hmm. and I love people who are kicking ass. Yeah. And I, frankly, I love that. I can say kicking ass on this podcast. Right. So I can't necessarily say that on the air. Not that I'm going to curse all the time, but I like that. I can say whatever I feel like saying. And that's why I told my boss, shout out to, to BiCoastal coastal media for letting me do this because they didn't necessarily have to. It's my own thing. Mm -hmm. I put together the equipment. It's my, it's my deal. It's Mm -hmm. not theirs. Now, are they going to help out promote it? Possibly. Maybe it's already being promoted at the time we air this. I don't know. Uh, but they're open to it and that's without them being open to it and giving me the opportunities that they have, I wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah. And without your help, I wouldn't be sitting here because you and I have talked about a lot of things that like, should I, shouldn't I, what would that look like? You've had some great ideas. We've been able to talk it through because everyone's scared. Of something, right? Yeah. Whether it's failure, I am. I'm scared of failing. I will say it, I will admit it, I'll tell anybody that wants to listen. That's maybe part of the reason I've been successful is because I work so hard I'm scared of because mm-hmm. I'm scared of failing and I've been fired before and I don't want to get fired again. And good things always happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if you work hard and you have a little bit of talent, I think it's better than having a ton of talent and not working hard. You're gonna get a lot farther. And so, um, I'm kinda getting sidetracked and rambling, but I guess the thing is that Anyone can do this. Yeah, like there's nothing special about this. It's some equipment, being open to talking to people, and that's it. Let's yeah, talk about some things.
1: But you've got you've got a loyal following, and you see the response that you've gotten so far. People are excited about this, and I'm you know I'm I'm happy to help. And even if this ends up just being a, a practice run for you, <laughs> I think it that doesn't into, air.
0: <laughs> it turned into way more than a practice run. I think you know that. <laughs> awesome. And I think someday we'll look back at it and go, huh cool that we recorded that yeah remember we set up the Mm -hmm. four by four is it four no three two by two how big is this table it's probably four by four four? i don't know yeah yeah, i have a tape measure we're in the garage why don't i get a tape measure (laughs) who cares how big the tape the point is there's a, a card table it's bare bones it's a little mixer that cost me like 170 bucks it's an old laptop that's five years old and some gently used equipment but it's working so far and We'll see where it goes from here.
1: I just got thinking too. I know we're almost out of time, but you could always repeat guests if you need to. Doesn't not necessarily me, but you can. Like, you can. Are you bring saying
0: you want to come back? A,
1: a regular segment. My mind's spinning. What <laughs> what could be my? What can I contribute? Stock report? I don't know. We could talk ducks. We could know. talk about, fantasy football.
0: Um, crazy. Business ideas we've talked about but haven't <laughs> followed through with. How about that? We <laughs> there have some you some Crazy ideas out there. Oh this gosh. being one of them. So. Yeah, that's true. There we go. We're at the time. Uh, I've worked hard with the help of some others to get this thing in all these different areas, and I can't even remember them all. I think I'm. I think I have. I'm trying to get to my so. Apple Podcast is that what they call it now? Yeah. Your podcast on mm-hmm. Apple, Google, wherever you get those. We have Stitcher. We have TuneIn. We have uh, garagetalkpodcast.com. Uh, there's some I'm forgetting. I can't even remember. But anyway, so the, the point is, wherever you're listening to this, make sure you rate it, give us five stars, subscribe, tell your friends about it, share it with your friends, and it's been a lot of fun. Michael, I love you to death, buddy, and this has been, it's been a good time.
1: Love you too, man. Thanks for having me.